is the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club podcast. On this episode, we uncover the history behind the prestigious event Salon Privé that the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club members are all invited to this year. Plus, Tom Robinson readies himself for the next round of JEC Racing at Snetterton. JECpodcast.com Hello, hope you're well. Wayne Scott with you here on another episode of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club podcast recorded at the moment in the sweltering heat of a beautiful August heat wave. Yes, they're called heat waves now. It used to be called summer, but now <laughs> we call them heat waves. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've enjoyed your Jaguar out in this lovely weather that we've had over recent weeks. And I hope you're making the most of it as this very strange year continues. I want to talk to you now about the chosen charity for 2020 within the JEC. The Haemophilia Society is the only UK-wide charity for those affected by a genetic bleeding disorder. They offer a community of individuals and families, healthcare professionals and supporters. And for over 70 years, they've campaigned for better treatment, been a source of information and support and raised the awareness of bleeding disorders in the UK. So who's affected? Well, more than 36,000 men, women and children in the UK have a diagnosed bleeding disorder and the number is rising every year. Membership of the Haemophilia Society is free and open to all. And as bleeding disorders are relatively rare, many people will never encounter the Haemophilia Society. So they have to work doubly hard to raise both the awareness and the understanding of bleeding disorders and raise vital funds needed to give those affected the services they deserve and need to live the best life they can. From the end of this month on this very podcast, we're going to meet some of the young people who suffer from bleeding conditions to tell us how it affects their lives and what the charity and ultimately your contribution as a JEC member does to support them. Over five weeks, we'll be hearing from Josh, Matthew, Alex, Scott and Jay and others about their own personal stories. The impact of COVID has been devastating on charities. The usual fundraisers, coffee mornings, marathons and other outdoor challenges have been cancelled or made impossible by the necessary restrictions we're all experiencing. Indeed, as the Jaguar Enthusiast Club, we've had to extend the length of the raffle until next May in order to ensure we have the best chance possible of raising enough money for our chosen charity to make a real difference. So now... More than ever, we need your help. Help us by purchasing a raffle ticket to win our stunning 2014 model Jaguar XK Coupe Signature Special Edition. This car has been sourced from Denton Cars and is the superb spec 5 litre V8 finished in Italian racing red and it's only done 35,000 miles. And it could be yours for just £2. Not only that, but Peter James Insurance, the club's insurance partner, have teamed up with us to offer the raffle winner the lucky prize of £500 of insurance to go towards keeping that car on the road. So don't forget, you can buy your tickets online, priced at just £2 each, and available in books of 10 if you'd rather do it at £20. Tickets are available to purchase right now 
and you can do it online simply by going to jc.org.uk clicking onto the shop and scrolling down to the bottom there you'll see the button for the raffle tickets tickets are going to be on sale throughout the year between now and the final hour of the summer jaguar festival on the 16th of may 2021 when the draw will take place at blenheim palace now the winning ticket holder doesn't have to be present at the draw to win but with an important part of jaguar history happening at blenheim i can't imagine you'd ever want to miss out on that amazing party i'll tell you more about that in a moment you don't have to be there just get the ticket buy online and contribute some much needed money towards this fantastic and well-deserving charity all the proceeds are going to the haemophilia society the only uk-wide charity for those affected by genetic bleeding disorder they are as i say a community of individuals and families healthcare professionals and supporters that help people live their best life buy your ticket now at jc.org.uk via the shop now speaking of the summer jaguar festival by the way some exclusive information for you way ahead of this getting into the magazine and out in other communication channels gather in because it's you know it's, it's a bit top secret i'm telling you guys first here on the podcast right weekend package tickets are going to go on sale on the 1st of september okay you're finding this out before anyone else They'll eventually appear via jc.org.uk forward slash festival on the 1st of September. The booking will go live. You can get your weekend package tickets. They'll appear magically on September the 1st. So spread the word for me. And I thought I'd just give you, the podcast listeners, a heads up first because you know how quickly these tickets sell out. They just fly off. So 14th and 16th of May 2021, celebrating 60 years of the Jaguar E-Type, of course, 70 years since the first C-Type win at Le Mans and 60 years of the Mark 10 Saloon. And I've seen the plans for the event next year. I've seen the guest list. It's going to be amazing. You do not want to miss out. And after the year we've had in 2020, it's definitely going to be time for a party. I think we'll all appreciate it. We've certainly all earned it. That's for sure. Talking of big parties, by the way, later on this episode of the JC Podcast, we're going to be talking to David Bagley from Salon Privé, another fantastic event at Blenheim Palace. That's on a little bit later on. You're listening to the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club Podcast. Sharing the passion, sharing the knowledge with the Jaguar model expert. Tom Robinson from Swallows Independent Jaguar is preparing his X300 XJR for the next round of the resumed season of JEC Racing. So let's hear exactly what they learned from the last round at Thruxton and what he's preparing for his trip north to Norfolk. Well, after the first round at Thruxton that was a couple of weeks back, we're on to the next round of the JEC Championship, which is at Snetterton. So this date wasn't originally set on the calendar. It's actually an extra date that's been put in. Snetterton is normally our first round in April, and it is continually our first round. So it's normally the first time that the car's been out over the winter. Obviously, due to obviously COVID, everything was moved across. So um, we ended up having our first round at Thruxton. Um, so Snetterton is 
is it's quite a good circuit um it's up in norfolk so it's a bit of a drive for us um in the past it has caused us quite a few issues purely just because the fact it's often the first time the car's been out in the winter and we have quite often had some teething issues there so it's quite nice knowing that we're going there with a car that we've we've had some testing in um hopefully we don't have any new issues crop up but that always can happen um so we're just going to um sort of go through the prep from what we need to do after Fruxton. So we're gonna get the car in, give it a full health check top to bottom, and just check over everything. There's a couple of um, improvements we want to do before the next round, which um, we mentioned previously, just a couple of handling tweaks that we want to carry out. Um, I also had a bit of a brake vibration. Um, it was in the wet, so we're not heavy on the brakes in the wet, but I could feel a bit of a brake vibration, so I wanna also check that and make sure we haven't got any issues there. So, um, and then we're there on Sunday. We've got two races and a qualifier fire the same and by the looks of things I've, I've read through the final instructions and and all the, the the regulations are pretty much the same so we've done the scrutineering online so we filled out all of our forms and signed a waiver on that so um, we may get spot checked on the day um, but that will just be at random from what I understand. Um, we've also done our signing on previously, so I did that earlier on in the week. So um, same goes as Fruxton. It seems to make things a lot smoother, so I'm quite actually liking the way they've, they've done this new setup. So we literally will just arrive straight out in qualifying. There's no need to, to get the car scrutineered or any signing on or driver's briefings as we've already done this. So I'm quite liking the fact that they've done that digitally now. It seems to make the day a lot less stressful anyway. So um, we'll get the car checked over and see if we hopefully there's no issues that we find and get a couple of these tweaks done and, and go from there. Now one of the other points we'll do before Snetterton is replace a set of tyres. So we have two sets of wheels. I've got the set that I just used at Fruxton. Now because it was wet we did actually have very little wear on these so they're still in really good condition. Now I'll put a brand new set of Toyo R888Rs on my spare set and I'll have these on the car ready for qualifying. Now I'll qualify with these tyres on as they need to have a heat cycle run through the tyre before they can be raced with. Now the Toyos and all other tyres have a an oil and other contaminants in them just while they're not fitted to car to stop them from degrading so um, once they've had a heat cycle this comes out of the tyre so they're then at their best so is what we'll do is we'll scrub those pop them in the back of the van and they'll probably be used at Donington um, or I've got a spare set in case these do wear in one of the first races if it is dry um, we're all restricted to the Toyo R888R which is a great tyre it is actually road legal as well interestingly um, so yeah we're all on those so once we've we've scrubbed them we can then set all the tire pressures um and it's a bit of a balancing act to get the tire pressures right because as the tires get hotter um the pressure in the tire goes up so we'll normally run it at, um, a lower tire pressure than we what we want to achieve and that will heat up now the only downside is 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 if you run it too low it can generate more heat so depending on what the tarmac or what heat is in the tarmac and the surface is like is depending on what tire temperatures you'll get so it is a bit of a balancing act and we would always are adapting this to try and try and get it as perfect as possible now we've also got to carry out some geometry checks on the car and do all of the the uh, replace all the fluids like we did last time um, so we'll replace the gearbox differential and engine oil we like to do this each race um, to be honest with you as it's always best to to keep clean oil in all of these components we are pushing these to the limits and they are an old car at the end of the day so they're not designed to do what we're what we're doing with them so 
just for the sake of changing oil we'll always do that before each race and as i said we want to try and make a couple of improvements on the handling of the car um we just we're going to adjust the front toe settings very slightly also the car is obviously set up for wet from what it was at fruxton so i'll change this back to a dry setting um and then if it does rain at snetterton we can always go back to the setting we achieved so um yeah no really pleased and i'm just glad that, that we've not found anything horrendous other than the front brakes um and we'll get those fitted up and um, really looking forward to it and I'll keep you up to date with how we get on. You're listening to the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club podcast. Join the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club now at jec.org.uk. Now on the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club podcast, we're going to be talking to David Bagley, who is running one of the only events that has remained in the calendar throughout this very strange year of 2020. We are talking of, of course, Salon Privé at Blenheim Palace in Oxfordshire, and David's with me now. Hi, David. Hi, how are you doing, Wayne? Very good, thanks. Uh, looking forward to what's left of the summer, and I talk to you now during the heat wave that we're experiencing uh, in the middle of August. You've got to be praying that you have weather like this when Salon Privé takes place. We're just praying for, for good weather, whatever we can get. Dry weather will be great. The lawn and the exhibits and the cars and the people and the food and the champagne and everything else will do the rest. So dry weather and we'll be very happy. Well, it's been an unprecedented year and it's one that's really hit events calendars hard throughout 2020. We'll talk about some of the things that you've had to do to make sure that uh, visitors are safe to Salon Privé and some of the backstories to how you've managed to keep this event in the calendar in a moment. But first, just give us a bit of background on Salon Privé, where it came from, what the idea and the concept was and some of the history. Because I know you were very inspired by trips to America and in particular Monterey Week weren't you i was i was we uh, my brother and i launched the business 15 years ago um at the hurlingham club in london and prior to that i'd, I'd launched a, a show in monaco called top marks and i'd been running motor shows for many years around the world previous to that and uh andrew and i have always been um absolute kind of out and out petrol heads uh, being 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 brought up in the Midlands by our parents we used to drag our father to the uh, NEC every year in October for the British Motor Show and uh, we were the boys that would come back with uh, bags laden full of posters and stickers and you know you name it we'd sit down there and we'd uh, we'd, we'd divvy up between us who'd got what and share things and swap things and then so we've always both of us always always loved cars and uh, following the sort of experiences I had with the bigger auto salons you know Andrew and I hatched a plan to create an event that would essentially um, become a premium brand's automotive uh, show, if you like, like a motor show for, for top luxury automotive brands. Uh, and in turn, um, rather than being a vast open public show, we would be a privately enclosed restricted entry event for, uh, you know, for people that would come along who were, owners and enthusiasts and collectors themselves and rather than having the sort of as i call it the kind of stampede experience if you like with the motor shows they'd have very much more of a genteel relaxed intimate environment and an experience with uh with 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 lobster with champagne and uh you know just a lovely relaxed day and you know a, a group of selected brands and and manufacturers a lot of whom will you know often show new cars at the event launch new products and uh, and new models so that's kind of where it started. It started in London 15 years ago. Um, we outgrew the Hurlingham Club after five years. We moved then to Siam Park. 
Uh, I skipped through the early years, but we moved. We moved then to Sion Park, um, where again we stayed for uh, five years, and then we came to beautiful Blenheim Palace, which was just the you know the the pinnacle, the jewel in the crown for us. They call it Britain's greatest palace, which I, I, I doubt anybody would ever argue. Um, it is the most stunning place to host an event such as ours. We we have the Duke and all of his team, great great supporters of, and friends of what we do. Um, and collectively, we're able to put on this uh, this fantastic event every year. And there's something very special about seeing such quality motor cars in that kind of a setting, isn't there? Oh, there, there is. We are part of what's known as the Peninsula Classics, uh, best of the best. Um, it's a group that was set up by Sir Michael Cadori and some of the world's major collectors who acknowledge the best best concours events in the world. Pebble Beach is included, Villa d'Este is included, and Salon Privé is there as well. So we're now regarded as one of the top eight events in the world. And what kind of gels us all together, really, um, aside from the quality and rarity of the vehicles on display, is the actual setting and the location where the events are held. So, for example, Villa d'Este on the shores of Lake Como. Pebble Beach, it's held on the, on the peninsula there of, um, in Monterey, and so on and so forth. The Chantilly is held at the beautiful, beautiful palace there. So when we were looking to move from Sion Park, what Andrew and I looked for first was, was the venue, you know, was the most spectacular venue we could possibly, possibly find. And there is nowhere like Blenheim Palace in the UK. Um, nowhere like Blenheim Palace in terms of its history, its its majesty, it, its location. Um, it just ticks every single box. And as we've been there now for the last five years, and Andrew and I come up with new ideas for the event each year, we go to the Duke with our new ideas and, and we just continue to get sort of boxes ticked uh, as Blenheim shows its true colours and flexibility. It's just the most fantastic place to uh, to be and to work. And there is a very serious side to Salon Privé, of course, because, yes, it's about being there and enjoying the atmosphere and looking around the cars. But those who enter cars take this competition side of it very seriously indeed, don't they? Oh, they do. You've got the very, very, very best collectors from the world, from around the world, entering their cars within a, a rarefied um, group of events and you know we've reached the point now where to win best of show at Salon Privé is an accolade as it is at Pebble Beach or Villa d'Este where you know it it begins to to certainly sort of attribute value to the car um, certainly the judging day the first day of the event of the Concours the the, the um, AXA Concours uh, is very you know it's become a very serious uh, serious affair it's the second day when we go into into what's we know as Boodle's Ladies' Day, where it becomes more relaxed and a bit more sociable. But um, but nevertheless, you know, owners are are asking us about uh, classes and 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 opportunities two, three, four years down the line from now because uh, it's got to the point where they're looking at planning um, restoration projects for cars that they might want to enter in the future. So we're in a really uh, a really very exciting period uh, of development um, for Salon Privé. And of course this is an opportunity to see cars at their very best. They are cars that have had no expense spared and an incredible attention to detail. The standard just goes up higher and higher each year. Um, you don't have to sell Blenheim Palace to us of course the JEC because we hold our Summer Jaguar Festival there uh, and it will be there I for know. the E-Type 60 next year. The great news is for 2020 at Salon Privé 
Jaguar Enthusiast Club have been invited. So for all of those Jaguar members listening, what sort of experience can they expect and what's special about the JEC being invited this year? The Jaguar Enthusiast Club will will be attending on Saturday the 26th of September. So all of the days are differently themed. The first day is, is the Salon Privé Concours d'Elegance by AXA. The second day is the Salon Privé Ladies' Day by Boodles. The third day is the Salon Privé uh, Masters by Pirelli and Lockton. And then on the last day, we have what's known as the Salon Privé Classic and Supercar, which features the Salon Privé Club Trophy. Um, all a bit of a mouthful, but that's, that's how the, day, the different days run. So the fourth day is, is, the, is, is our end of summer stroke. Now this year, early autumn, picnic stroke gathering of invited car clubs. So we launched it last year. Uh, we had seven clubs, I think, last year. We've now got nine clubs this year. So brands such as um, Aston Martin, obviously Jaguar yourselves, uh, Bentley, Ferrari, Lamborghini, Porsche, McLaren, Maserati, Rolls-Royce, some incredible brands, um, all of whom will be given a, an area for in the region of 100 to 150 cars. Um, so 100 to 150 uh, driving members and their guests. Um, and there'll be an area on the south lawn of Blenheim Palace adjacent to the main Salon Privé enclosure where the clubs will congregate in, in designated areas. And essentially, it is a, it's, it's, a fun enthusi- it's a real fun enthusiast day, the Saturday. Um, the tickets are uh, entrance, uh, the entry tickets, so they're £36 per person as opposed to the, the £295 full hospitality of the previous day. So guests can come along um, and they can purchase a picnic if they wish. Otherwise, they can just take the entrance-only option. Um, and essentially, as I say, it's a fun day for enthusiasts where there's a competition element to the day. So once everybody arrives in the morning and they're all parked up, the uh, club secretary or a nominated person from JEC, for example, along with the manufacturer representative, will then select a car each from the uh, group of cars um, attending. And two cars then essentially from each club will drive into Salon Privé and be parked up within the event. And then basically the, uh, the members, the guests can enjoy the day. They can enjoy all of the cars and everything on display. We have more than 55 exhibiting brands this year of which 23 of them are automotive brands. Uh, From those 23 automotive brands, there will be 16 new model launches this year, in addition to which there will be three world premieres this year at Salon Privé. So uh, there's an awful lot to see. We've got boats on the lawn. We've got helicopters on the lawn. We've got boodles, jewellery. We've got fashion. You name it. There's all sorts to see on the lawn. So it's a fantastic day. Blenheim Palace and the Italian gardens and the water terraces in the background. Um, and then towards the end of the day, after lunch and after, after, and after tea, um, the uh, best of show um, is, is awarded so to, to, the, uh, to the selected car. And, and one car from that group of nine clubs or so will then walk away with the, uh, with the now coveted Salon Privé Club trophy. So it's a really, you know... It's a day for enthusiasts. It's a day for people to like-minded um, enthusiasts and and and, uh, and lovers of, of of particular brands to to come together in a, as I say, what will probably be uh, one of very very few opportunities to do so this year and probably the last one of the year. 
Well, an incredible and amazing opportunity for Jaguar owners and members of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club. If you like the sound of what David is talking about, you can find the event and the links to book very easily by going to jc.org.uk, clicking the events tab and uh, looking for Salon Privé there. Or, of course, you can find the links in the club's Friday Spotlight email that goes out every Friday afternoon as well. And there's a special link in there for uh, JEC members to book. And as David says, it could be you being invited into the concourse area of Salon Privé and competing yourself uh, for that uh, club competition. So exciting opportunities as well as enjoying the day itself. And David, you know, as I mentioned at the beginning of all of this, it's been a terrible year for events. It's so nice to see an event that is able to happen. And I know that you've changed the strap line for the event this year to coming together keeping apart just what have you had to go through to make sure that a people are safe and b you've been allowed to run this event i I don't think there's enough time on this podcast (laughs) to go through everything um it's certainly shown andrew and i and our team uh, a completely different way of working but it's been a real challenge that we've all um we've all stepped up to um we've been we've spent months now on 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 looking at how we can um adapt uh, Salon Privé to make it COVID-19 secure, to make it compliant with government, um, government legislation uh, and, and, and suggestions. The, the thing about Salon Privé I must point out is that, you know, we are, we are the only truly privately enclosed event um, uh, in, in, the, in the market. We, you know, we operate on, on far, far smaller numbers. We're a private event. We have restricted daily access. So it's in our DNA to be small and boutique and intimate. So, you know, we, we had a, a good starting point to begin with. What we've been able to do, thanks, as I say, to the flexibility of Blenheim, um, is to basically expand. Firstly, we've expanded the event um, to now approximately 25,500 metres. So it's a big, big event. Um, the government stipulates that outdoor events require uh, an area of 10 square meters per person. So 25,500 meters um, allows us comfortably to host 2,000, 2,500 guests each day, which is roughly sort of where we normally are. Um, we've widened, obviously, the aisleways to, uh, to increase uh, safe social distancing between guests and our exhibitors. We've got temperature testing on arrival. We've got isolation rooms. We have... Uh, medical staff there we have fogging going around different areas of the event during the daytime and um, continually cleansing the areas we have completely changed uh, menus generally on the previous three days in terms of deliverance we've created considerably more covered dining areas now so that uh, a it doubles up as wet weather contingency but equally the tables are now far far more spaced apart than they previously were so, um, you know, the luxury brands, rather than butting up to each other as they did previously, there are now meter panels between each brand. Um, so just generally, we've, we've, we've expanded the footprint of the event to allow people to come along and enjoy it without crowds, without any queuing, and just basically feel safe and reassured, you know, that we are doing everything we possibly can, you know, and adapting on a daily basis, you know, to, to government suggestions as to, uh, you know, how best to, to move ahead with this thing. Um, as you say, David, you represent the elite of classic car shows in the UK, and it's really great to know that a UK venue is on that list of highly coveted concours 
wins if you like but um yes. tell us a little bit about the lead up to this especially during the lockdown because i think it's worth letting people know just what action you took when you were planning the event for this year firstly you moved the date from the early part of september to the late part of september but you also put all of your advanced bookings on hold in in almost solidarity with the other events in the classic car community that were struggling so much didn't you Absolutely. I mean, you know, we're, 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 we're professionals and we're all in this together and we have a lot of friends, you know, be it Goodwood or Silverstone Classic. Um, I've been in the business, as I say, for many, many, many years and, uh, you know, truly feel for everybody else in the industry. Um, but equally, we just felt that it was, it was um, you know, it was the right thing to do. Um, we didn't feel that, Andrew and I didn't feel that we, it was, it was ethically right to be selling tickets or, or space or anything, if you like, to to an event, given the uh, given the magnitude of the of the situation when it sort of first hit us. Um, you know, as, as you as you pointed out, Wayne. I mean, we're normally at the beginning of um, the beginning of September. Um, as we watched more and more events cancelling um, or postponing, we realised very early on that we needed to make a move if we were going to, uh, so that we had a choice of dates rather than take whatever was left. So. That was the reason why we moved um, towards the end of September just for this year to basically just quite simply put more space between where we were at the point of first lockdown um, and uh, and where we are, you know, when we come to to open in five, five odd weeks time. It's been an interesting few months. You know, we've got we've got more. We have more manufacturers now. I mean, in terms of exhibitors, we have more brands than we have ever had before. Um, you know, as I say, we have some genuine world premieres at the event this year. Brands coming from all over the world. Um, more new models than ever to see. When you look back over previous years' Salon Privés, what are some of the cars, some of the competitors and some of the years that have really stood out to you in your memories? Oh, gosh. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm completely spoiled. <laughs> I'm very spoiled because of the, you know, I'm often asked what's my favourite car at the, at the event, etc. And I look around the lawn and I just see... I'll go to pick one car and then, you know, and then I'll look at another and another. And, you know, we are blessed with some of the rarest cars, uh, you know, on the planet, whether they're, whether they're current modern cars or whether they are our old classics. I mean, last year, for example, we had the, the beautiful Bentley EXP 100 GT, the um, beautiful concept that Bentley produced. Um, we've had some incredible Ferraris over the years. Um, I mean, it's impossible to say, Wayne. I mean, I, I kind of, I, I liken it to being a bit like a sort of kid in Hamleys, you know, when I, when I step onto the lawn at Salon Privé and I look around and it's just like, you know, where do you look first? It, it takes me right back to those days with Andrew and my father, uh, you know, at the Birmingham Motor Show, just walking around with my jaw on the floor, looking at all these incredible cars. It's a community driven by memories that we all had as a child there's there's often a moment in your growing up where you click onto cars and then you just can't take yourself away from that world isn't there <laughs> it's amazing to hear that you've got the same story oh there is i mean you know I, I think back to top trumps um you know i remember as a kid we had top trumps and andrew and i just used to play it non-stop um i used to be able to spot cars on adverts on tv just by the the alloy wheel that they were on. It used to drive my father, who was a music teacher, insane because he would always say that he wished I worked as hard at school as I did on my uh, on learning what cars were on what alloy wheels. But 
you know, it's just, um, it's, it's kind of in our blood. It's just something that we've always loved and always done. So as I say, we're really very fortunate that we've, we've been able to turn a hobby into, uh, into a fantastic event and business. And it must be that passion that drives you on to keep developing the event and, and doing new things each year. Where do you go from here? What are your plans for the future? I know it's very difficult now with the world turned upside down to kind of predict anything, but uh, what's your vision for the years ahead? My brother coined a very interesting phrase once. Um, you know, I, I've, I've heard other events talk about this year's the best year and, and you know, this will be the best we've ever done, etc. As far as Andrew and I are concerned, our best year is always our next year. And if you think about that, um, our best year is our next year. So we make apps. This year will be the best year that we've ever had to date. Next year will be the best year that we've ever had to date then. You know, as organizers, we don't stand still. We're forever looking at how we can improve and enhance and in, 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 uh, the experience and how we can bring new, new ideas into the event itself. I mean, the great thing about Blenheim, as I say, is it's, it allows us to offer test drives to clients. There are all sorts of areas within the, uh, within the venue itself that we can begin to use um, as we develop different ideas going forward. Um, you know, as far as we're concerned and the palace is concerned, it's, uh, it's a very, very long-standing relationship, hopefully, that we, we share. So, you know, we're just focusing on being, you know, our focus is on, on being the best we can. We have a, a, an anal attention to detail when it comes to the layout and the experience and the food and everything else. So we just really focus on, on being the best we can be. And I think, I think with more brands becoming involved and with more brands considering the event for launches, for example, etc., um, there are more opportunities that are coming to us as we evolve and as the opportunities and the flexibility of the event of the venue and the and the event become more apparent then it's it's opening up a lot more opportunities for us generally and uh you know they're, they're very exciting times ahead well we're very excited to be a part of it as well of course uh, as i mentioned you can get your tickets very easily via jc.org.uk follow the links from the events tab there or of course the links from the friday spotlight email all the information is in there that you need and also you can see more about the event by going to salonprivéconcours.com where also you can read all of the guidance and covid19 regulations up there and reassurances if you like on the website at salonprivéconcours.com but uh, david bagley thanks for joining us on the jc podcast we wish you all the best of luck with this event it's really nice to have something to look forward to at last wayne can i just add one thing um for all of the listeners because of the limited space that we have this year because of the limited numbers we have had to put a deadline on booking for tickets to this event um, for the 31st of august so anybody that is out there that's interested in joining us this year for having a great time on the 26th on the saturday um, 31st of august will be the deadline for booking so please ensure you get your tickets before then brilliant david bagley thanks very much Thank you very much indeed, Wayne. That's all for this episode of the Jaguar Enthusiast Club podcast. Don't forget to keep in touch with us here on the JC Podcast via www.jcpodcast.com. And you can get in touch with us very easily by using the voice recorder on there to leave us a message, or you can use the contact form if you prefer to write your messages. Don't forget, you can also join the Jaguar Enthusiast Club online by clicking the Join Today button on the top right-hand corner of the podcast page to enjoy all the benefits plus the fantastic free magazine that you will get as a member of the worldwide Jaguar family that is the JEC. 
This is the Jaguar Enthusiasts Club podcast. Subscribe for new episodes at jecpodcast.com.